Yeah. 178 points to go, Al. He might do that in a couple of nights, the way that LeBron is going right now. We'll get to that in a little bit. So funny you said that. I was just looking at the tracker myself. Right? Six games, I think. Flashed up on the screen over your shoulder there a second ago. I'm like, yeah. I mean, shoot, who knows, right? He's getting 50 a night, it seemingly. He's he's only in his 900th year in the league and averaging 30 points a night. That's pretty normal. Yeah, I'll just have whatever PG and Kawhi did yesterday. I'll just do that on my own. I'll do it by myself. Do it by myself. And then no one else will do anything. Eh, no one else will do anything, but that's a uh, <laughs> Rui Hachimura is on his way, Slee, as is AD, so we'll uh, yeah. we'll get a little a little help. How you feeling this morning? Feeling good, man. How about you? What's going on over there? <sighs> I'm a little down. Mm. A little bit. And you are the cause of it. Sure. <laughs> you are. I know. I don't like that you beat me at that peanut butter ping pong game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> By the way, I played that off. I had no idea what you were talking about the entire time. <laughs> I was like, eventually, eventually this might come out. It'll, um, it'll pop up. Did I forget a story side. again? I, no, or no, no. Well, yeah, it's, it's it's stretching. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll get to a forgotten story at some point or another. But I, I carried it around the rest of the day. I, I don't know if it's been posted yet, but we'll uh, All right. We'll first off, let out. me just say this. Um, that's... Four and a half sandwiches right there. <laughs> it was a, okay? Yes, Four and a half right. sandwiches that are right. down the drain. That's number one. Yeah. I was thinking about this on my way home. This is like the economic part's not coming in. <laughs> or it's three sandwiches for Clinton, right? Because Clinton has the, does the double-decker. Um, that's number one. Number two, That how is that game created? It has to be during COVID, right? Like you're not doing anything. No, I, I, I have a theory. So just for people that maybe you've seen it on TikTok, maybe or or whatever, that you put four open-faced peanut butter sandwiches in a tic-tac-toe grid. Yep. Right? And you put them on, and then you throw ping pong balls at them. Four and a half. And you try to get it to Mm -hmm. stick, and you Mm -hmm. play tic-tac-toe. Like all games, and and Al and I played yesterday. They'll post it here in a bit. Um, Like all games that like that, they're created out of boredom and alcoholism. Yes, the, these are, this is this is what happens because mm-hmm. you're sitting around having a few drinks with your buddies, and yep. there's nothing good on TV. Yep, and so you're getting a little bored. Somebody says, "Hey, you want something to eat?" Well, all we got is bread and peanut butter. And so you put together a sandwich, and then maybe you leave a piece yeah. on the t- and then somebody goes, "Hey, I bet I can hit that sandwich with this ping pong ball." And then fast forward forty five minutes, and now we got him in a grid, and we're playing tic tac toe. So I think this same way one, curling, same way anything yeah. that bowling. Hey, I bet I can knock down those sticks with this rock. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've had eleven whiskeys. I bet you can't. So I think there are times where alcohol is influenced. This one, you're one hundred percent high. You got to be stoned. Same difference. Yeah. Yeah. So this one enough. is a. I'm making peanut butter sandwiches, and all of a sudden, I've decided <laughs> as I'm ripped that I'm going to now play tic-tac-toe with a couple of the friends. What was wrong with us and not being able to hit the the one nearest to us? We were not very good at the kept game. Going you, left. you were better at it than I was. Trev, we're, we, it's two feet in front of us. We kept going left. I know. We were not good at it. I don't know what to say other than neither one of us were good at it, but I was worse than you. So, I mean, I will take that's, the, that. that's the way it goes. You won the game. It was, a, it was a bad deal. Emily, you experienced your first California earthquake this morning? Well, I don't know if it was my first, but I definitely was the, the most 
the biggest, the one I could sense the most. Yeah, I was w- woken up at 2 a.m. with everything in my room uh, shaking. And so especially I have um, my necklaces like hang down. So like if it shakes, like it's very loud. So I was w- woken up, but my necklace is shaking. And I was like, either someone's in my room or there's an earthquake. And You're I'm- both bad. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, but one has a more immediate uh, response than the other. But uh, yeah, it was, a uh, you know, and I had a hard time getting back to sleep. And so I had a late start this morning. So mm. I'm a little frazzled today. Did so, you? Did you? wake up from the earthquake or from the necklaces shaking? <laughs> I guess it was from the earthquake, but like the necklaces were louder than everything else shaking. Did you I can't wake up at a 4.2. I'm not waking up. <laughs> I didn't feel I, I don't it either. know what like the level is that I, will finally wake me up. I, I, most of them wake me up. This one did not. I'm a little further south, so it's kind of, I think the epicenter was around Malibu. Malibu. Yeah, yeah, and then goes yeah. to Long Beach essentially was how people felt it. Yeah. So you probably were not I, I did not get that. Um, did you wake up and immediately put on your clip-on banks? Or did you just sit there in your bangless existence and kind of ride the earthquake? So it's hard because I don't. What do I? What do I do with these now? Like, where do I? Where do I store them? Because wherever I store them, they're always like a little scary. Like I'll, I'll pull it out and it's like, is that a tarantula or is that a, a different spider? No, it's just my bangs that are there. Um, and so where them. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay, gotcha. I'll just try a look. And so um, my family and I have a shared Amazon account. And so, um, you know, sometimes if you are checking in your order, you might just see, like, what my sister's getting in Orlando or whatever. And so she texted me yesterday, and she was like, I was wondering why you got uh, fake bangs. Because <laughs> she listened to the show, and I was like, yeah, just had it for a bit, I guess. Um but yeah, I, I I don't know where to store them, where it's a normal thing. Just put them in the uh, glove compartment of your car. Yeah. I, I, that feels like the right <laughs> right spot for those. Taylor, Emergency did you? Banks. You might need a you know a disguise or something. <laughs> oh, like Bobby yeah. Valentine. No, I didn't. Back I didn't feel the, the earthquake at all. Didn't wake up. Nothing. Snore through it. Yeah. So you guys, Al and I are native Californians and have been through a bunch of these, and and some of them are. I don't want to say fun. They're never fun. But it's you realize, okay, it's a little soft one and just kind of rolls and it's not a big deal. And then there's the one that starts like that and then picks up an intensity. And the next thing you know, everything's falling off the shelves and the house feels like it's on you know roller skates. It's terrifying. They're super noisy. And you. I'm curious how you guys, because the second I feel the ground moving, I'm up. I'm up, I'm moving, I'm getting to a doorway, and now it's like make sure the kids are doing what they're supposed to do, but I am up immediately. Do you guys sit in the bed and see, all right, do I need to get up for this one or not and just kind of wait it out? I don't move. You just kind of lay there? I just kind of like, all right, well, if this is it. How bad does it have to get before you'll get up? So here's the thing. I haven't really experienced a really bad one. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't. I hope you never do. But that's that's the thing is it comes down to have you gone through it, and if you haven't gone through it, and it is kind of funny, but in, why do I feel like San Diego is different than L.A. when it comes to the earthquakes? So the earthquakes Maybe that L.A. has intense, had, perhaps? I think less intense. Yeah. But I think the earthquakes that L.A. has had has been much worse than SD has experienced. I go back to the Northridge quake back in the 90s. And everyone who talks right? about that, that shakes it, them a certain way that, you know, like, it's never going to get As I talk head. about it right now, the hair on my arm is standing up. That's how scary it was. Because I was... I was with Susan, she was in school at Loma Linda going to nursing school. And so I was visiting her out there. So we're way out in the IE, right? Mm-hmm. We're way out east in Riverside. A good, what's Riverside to Northridge? At least 50 miles, maybe maybe more, maybe 60 or 65. And we're in her little apartment. And the next thing you know, 
it felt like the end of the world Jeez. was happening. The place is going side to side, and there was this metal like staircase outside of her apartment that felt like it was being ripped to pieces. It was the scariest thing. And then you get those those aftershocks afterwards. So from that, I was like you. It's like, ah, it's no big deal. I'm just going to sleep through. You'd wake up. Eh, okay, it's over. Just fall right back asleep. Mm-hmm. The second I hear a truck drive by my front door, I'm out. I'm standing like, okay, is this is this an, is it happening again? Dang. I am forever scarred by those things. So. She said to me this morning, did you feel the earthquake? I didn't even know there was one. No. Had I seen the news report, I would have hit under the table. <laughs> if I didn't open up Twitter, I wouldn't have known that yeah. there and was also, an earthquake. What, earth, what woke me up was the fire trucks, too, that are going by. Because like, I, I can hear... I'm a very light sleeper. And so, like, the fire trucks are going by, I guess, to do, like, a wellness check or, like, check around the city to see how it does. But I did have a really bad earthquake in Virginia. Really? So this, is, this is really... It's, uh, can I ask a stupid question? It's super rare. Okay. It never happens. That was the question. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 Fair it, question. It, it hasn't happened, like, in 100 years or whatever, but it, a, a huge earthquake happened, and coincidentally, near a nuclear power plant. Oh, but sure. let's just say it's an earthquake. And <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Al, has she stolen your browser history? <laughs> yes. She she has. So uh, anyway, that up right now. It was similar to like because in uh, Virginia we don't do earthquake drills, so we don't really know what to do. But I remember hearing, okay, go in the doorway. So mm. my friend, my sisters and I were home. My parents were not home. It was right before. It was the day before we started school, and so we went to um, the doorway because we were like hearing it shake and everything. And we're like, do we go outside? And then the next day, our first day of school got canceled because they needed to test the structural integrity of all of our schools to make sure they didn't fall down. And so we got an extra day of summer vacation. So earthquakes to me. Yeah, are she's only rooting extra for him. That, yeah. That's not a. That's not something you want. You do like, not really? want one of these. I here. like how she went that route. Yeah, no, <laughs> I it's wasn't like, expecting that route. It's like us here. I like, wish I got some snow days. It's like no, you don't. A blizzard <laughs> sounds miserable. That we don't right, have exactly. those is probably pretty good. Taylor, have you ever had one that scared the you know what out of you? First earthquake I felt was actually at Dodger Stadium. The pods were in town, and oh, um, I heard a bunch of screaming in the upper deck. Thought like a fight was going on or something. You know, Dodgers fans. Padres fans but sure enough earthquake uh, then 25 seconds later they you know play ball let's go back to it no thank you I don't think Padres fans fight I think that (laughs) might have just been more of they seem to be on the wrong end of Dodger fans, yeah. of Raider fans. Yeah, they just, just yeah. not that they're you know not a, a kind of more a, shake hands <laughs> kind of guys. You know what say, I mean? Enjoy the game. <laughs> yeah. It's kind Good of, luck. Hey, you guys, can I get you fish taco? Can I get you a little Bowles Point beer? Can I can I get you something? This you is know, looking tense. Can San I get Diego? you something to eat? You guys, you, I'm telling you, a little little cabbage on there, a little crema. You're gonna love a fish taco. Everybody, calm down. By the <laughs> way, <laughs> if a fight's going down and that's the offer, tell me the fight's not done. <laughs> I mean, it would never start. I would, I would offer before when guys getting heated. Guys, hey, hold on a second. It's a Padre game. Everybody relax. They just offered you fish tacos. Fish taco, there's a microbrewery around every corner in this ballpark. Everybody just calm down a little bit and enjoy the game. Where's green sauce at a game? Not a bad way to <laughs> do it. Travis, do, are you it. a big like earthquake preparer? Like, do you have a whole kit? Like, do you have a whole survival? He has an party? underground bunker. <laughs> I mean, with I a three foot steel ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> reinforced concrete and steel panic room <laughs> yeah right. you know, it's like a with one of those big wheels like a bank vault you go to go brrr, if you go around and chunk chunk if you go in the bunker forever. if you go in the bunker you can actually walk 13 miles that's how far you've dug down there <laughs> to answer your uh can i be a halfway prepper is that is that sure, a thing you what, can be what do you have well we have whatever we had from Susan's last trip to Costco, because as far as I can tell, she's prepping for something. There is so <laughs> much junk in my garage that is like supplies, right? Like like 
sparkling water, cans of sparkling. We have more paper towels than you could possibly use in a lifetime and toilet paper it's just it's, yeah. an, it's an insane amount of and rice and pasta and things like that so we're not preparing for like doomsday or an earthquake but, but if they can't survive to 2037 <laughs> with yes. what they currently have at their house but if it did happen i'm cool <laughs> should have told anybody bro look al i could share with my whole street not that anybody would know. They, i don't think they think anybody lives in our house other than the cars occasionally leave um we'd have plenty for everybody That's so if, if you if you can make your way if the apocalypse happens yep. and you can make your way to my neighborhood yep. i'll hook you up with some paper towels and rice if we the have like a- apocalypse happens <laughs> at the sliwa household we have enough till saturday and rookies gets everything. My girl <laughs> I you said, and we eat rookie. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Dark, go. Travis. I thought that's what. Look, hey, no, no you got to do what you got to do at no, some point. What remember was going rookie? to happen is rookie would survive more than I would because my girl would give rookie all the food. Just remember right. that that uh, Uruguayan uh, rugby team in the Andes. You got to do what you got to do. You right. know, if you're trapped, you're trapped. There are no options. Uh, we have um, at my house. We have like um, we have enough. We have like well, not really enough. We have like a bunch of water bottles. We have like first aid kit. We have all that good stuff that you know. Like the two days afterwards, we can be fine, but not much longer. What would you need in your survivor kit that's like not like a typical thing, like not like band aids or whatever else, but like like you need your baseball cards, you need a <laughs> charger for your phone. Like, what do you think is like not necessity that you would put into your uh, survival kit? Good question. I'd have to think about that. I, I I don't have like a ton of possessions that I have to have. My golf clubs, maybe, especially my putter. I really like my putter, so I'm taking ammunition, water, and my putter. Those are the three things I'm taking along the way. Sounds pretty good. Lakers, 10 in a row, Slee. What are we doing against the Clippers? I'm hoping you can give me a little insight. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. No, thank you. No thing. I know that every every region has their natural disaster du yeah. jour. Mm-hmm. Where you get hurricanes. Taylor, where you grew up, you get tornadoes, twisters. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. Fires Emily, out here. Fires out here. Yep. Mudslides out here. <laughs> Virginia, earthquakes you get hurricane, out here. You get, you get tornadoes, and you get snow. So here's the thing, and and I'm obviously a homer when it comes to disaster uh, rankings, power rankings. <laughs> Earthquakes just show up. Like a hurricane you know is coming. It does, mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, there's not a hurricane that came on in 30 seconds. Yeah. T- tornadoes kind of show up pretty fast too, right? Yeah, but you know it's coming. I mean, earthquakes terrify me the most. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most anything. unpredictable. I do. I don't. Hurricane sounds the bad. The earth too. opening up. Yeah. No, no thank don't, you. Don't say it like that. That's no good. That's, <laughs> the and, and, that's a very scary way Throw of saying it. all those paper it. towels in there. <laughs> the earth 
Well, the Earth moves, Al. Yep. The plates, yep. right? Remember, remember uh, eighth grade geology and the plates, and they go tectonically, and then all of a sudden everything just moves. Now, now San Francisco's like a mile closer to LA because it moved. Yeah, let's not have that happen <laughs> in the ocean here, right off. Yeah, let's not have that. Happen I, I do know this. I do mm-hmm. know this because I'm a scaredy cat and I like to know what I'm in for. We don't get those, like the ones that you're talking about, like in Japan. Yeah, we, that, it's it's the way that the plates come together yeah we don't get those we have different plates here but so, we did have a tsunami warning last year remember that but that's coming from the other side yeah mm-hmm. right yeah. so that's not not that it's not scary but i anyway <laughs> let's talk about the clippers yeah let's do that <laughs> a little less what the scary. hell just happened here <laughs> well it's an earthquake like natural last night. disasters i i they're pretty scary they're mm-hmm. pretty scary um the clippers have been better than the lakers for a while just generally speaking right the lakers obviously had the championship a few years ago the clippers haven't done anything like that but the Lakers the, and the Clippers haven't been like Golden State Warriors good, and the Lakers haven't been, I don't know, Charlotte Hornets bad yep. for 10 times in a row. Have they beaten them 10 times in a row? Because it's the NBA. The Lakers have re- LeBron played great last night. Mm-hmm. That you would think at some point you could win seven out of 10, eight out of 10, and that's, a, that's kind of a representation of a good team against a team that's struggling. 10 in a row just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, <laughs> here's the problem, too. You know, going into yesterday's game, um, I, the Clippers have been a very interesting squad. Uh, Om Young Masak, who covers the Clippers and the NBA for ESPN, came on the pregame show, and Michael and I talk about the Clippers pretty frequently during the pre, because we, you know, there's certain teams out there. You're like, this doesn't make any sense. Go look at the squad on paper. How are they only 500, or how are they only, how are they two games below 500, whatever the case is? And Om kind of explained that their strategy is it is a little bit unique. They're 100% resting players so that they're fresh for the final stretch and the playoffs. Obviously, Kawhi and PG, the most important. They've had the Lakers number now. You don't even have to go till the last 10 wins. I saw that yesterday, and I don't know exactly off the time, but it was like 35 of 41 games that they've beat. It was something like that. Because remember, the CP3 days, the CP3 Blake Griffin days. Oh, sure, Lob City. They were running through the Lakers. Yeah, well, they were a lot better than the Lakers at that point. That's more of what I was saying at the beginning. Like, you Mm -hmm. have a team that's uh, a solid A at that point. You know, not championship good, but really, really good. Yeah. And the Lakers were in the midst of developing all of those draft picks. Well, and and then you... Last night was one of those where you're like, all right, look, Lakers have pretty much hung with a lot of teams. Doesn't mean they're going to beat every one of them, but they hang with these teams. Before you turn, it's 9 nothing. By halftime, it's you're down 23. Game was, what is it? They had a 10-point lead like two minutes into the game. Right. So Crazy. And, and, and just take that off of, I think they hit 15 threes in the first half, something stupid like that. Yeah. They ended up shooting 60% from the field. They shot 50% from three. They look like the the ninety two dream team against the Lakers, <laughs> and and I, and I will say, you know, obviously for the Lake Show, um, it, it's about getting your players back. Okay, what can you do when you're fully healthy versus when they're fully healthy? That's what you're kind of hoping for. Clippers just have dominated the Lakers. They've had their number. Lakers had no answer for them yesterday, and I will say it does kind of. I, I know for the Clippers. I don't know how most people feel about them, but I still look at them and say they have too good of a roster not to be a real contender in the West. But until they actually are a real contender in the West, I think there's always going to okay, be that hesitation. Let, so I, I get what you're saying about the roster, but and I know that you, how you feel about the Clippers personally, but do you watch them a lot when they're not playing the Lakers? Like, Do you get to see – because 
I, I don't watch them a ton, but I see them enough. When they play the Lakers, they look like a different team than when they play they against everybody else. They do. I agree with they, that. They, they have a different swagger. They have a different, we're going to kick your, and not in a boisterous, loud, uh, arrogant, super, almost like you're you're faking it kind of thing. Just in a, It means something to them. Well, it's it a mean, chip. It, it, maybe it's that, or maybe it's just like, I know I'm better than you are, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, my team is better than your team. I know it, you know it, and we're going to go out there and show it to you again. And it's not in an arrogant way. It's just they know they're going to find their, their groove, their rhythm, whatever it might be against the Lakers. And look, LeBron had a, another night last night that was yep. just crazy, and it still wasn't good enough. The Clippers just did what they did, got off to a huge lead. Lakers cut it back down again, and then when Paul George and Kawhi needed to kind of put the game away, they were able to do it. It just it feels like I've seen that movie a hundred times, and the Lakers can't stop it from happening. They were never in that game was never a threat. Didn't just feel like it, it. right? That even when they got it down to ten, and the place, you know, fans were excited. Hey, maybe we got something here, and then a couple of buckets before you know it, it's back up to sixteen. Um, they got the Clippers have something that is really unique with their team specifically. They got really good players that don't even play. Mm-hmm. That they have 12, 13 guys that they have on a consistent basis, a night in, night out basis. Braun has said this for the last week or so. We have to play perfect basketball to win games. That there's no margin for error. That even if Braun puts you, gives you 46 and hits nine threes. It, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but unless Thomas Bryant, Dennis Schroeder, Russell Westbrook, unless everybody else has a good night as well, they they get some breaks on the other side, kind of got to play perfect basketball. So that's kind of the situation that the Lakers have been. Yeah, I, I get the idea of perfect basketball, but then there's the idea of it seems every single night they're spotting the other team a 10-point lead, a 12-point lead, mm-hmm. a 15-point lead. Last night it they was are. Up over 20 again, and that's not being – not 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 being perfect, that's just not being ready to go. I, I, I don't know what it is, and I can't even kind of put my finger on whose responsibility that is, but I, I get it that the Clippers were otherworldly hot last night, right? They were. But most of those three-point shots were wide-open looks. Mm-hmm. It's not like they were throwing in circus shots. They were, they were getting really good looks at the basket, and they were making shots. You, you can't, to your point, you can't be undergunned the way that the Lakers are right now mm-hmm. and spot teams double-digit leads right out of the gate. You're not good enough to come back from that on a regular basis. I don't I don't quite know why they're coming out of the gates as slowly as they are. Uh, and, and last night was a perfect example. They're constantly trying to chip away at these giant leads. And to your point, you're, you're barely good enough to win games just straight up, much mm-hmm. less trying to come back from 15, 20-point deficits. So down double digits against Clippers yesterday. Portland game, I don't need to tell you, they were down sure. 25. Memphis, they were down double digits. Yep. For most of the game, they were down 8-10, to 10, somewhere around there. Um, Sacramento played the Kings. Lakers went up early, but after that, Sacramento took the lead. It's a bad trait, and I don't have an answer for you. I think you are right, and I think that the further the season is it that the you go, the coaches' issue. Like, are they not ready to go? I, I don't because Darvin's not a you know he's a pretty tough-minded guy. I yeah. just w- once in can, a while can I give, is can one I, of those things, but it's it's kind can of. Can I give you an idea have. of what I would say? A lot of it stems from. This is their starting lineup, so I'm just going to give you an idea of their starting lineup. Okay, it's Thomas Bryant, Dennis Schroeder, Patrick Beverly, Troy Brown Jr., and LeBron James. Yeah. Okay. That's not a good starting lineup. It's just not. So put include LeBron there. Do whatever you want to do. Um, there's not enough talent that if Thomas Bryant and Dennis Schroeder don't have really good games, there's probably a good chance they're going to fall behind. So I think there's a combination of 
they don't have the talent that they need on a night in night out basis. And then they got to play on top of that. That starting lineup's got to look really good. You know the games that they've won. And you can't depend on this because it's not going to happen. They're role players. That's a definition of a role player. Somebody that you don't depend on every single night. They're depending on role players to have big performances every single night. Dennis Schroeder is not going to give you 25 a night. Right. Neither is Thomas Bryant. And the games that those two guys specifically don't have good nights, they end up losing the game. It They chip away at it, though. And th- th- this is the part that they're such a, in such a weird spot. Because they're undermanned. You almost Be, yeah. because they are playing LeBron just bonkers minutes because they have no other option, mm-hmm. right? You, their only chance to win games is to play LeBron heavy, heavy minutes. I yeah. get it. I get yeah. it. Whatever that lineup is that's chipping away at those leads, that's the lineup you got to play more off, like more of that, right? Whether it's Russell Westbrook or whoever, those guys need to play more together because there you just don't have enough runway left to say, we'll wait for the cavalry to come back. Like you have to find a way, like we were talking about yesterday, win games against a team like the Clipper where you're all kind of bunched together. Now you're not so bunched together anymore. It starts to spread out when you lose some of those. I know it's it's you're burning the candle at both ends. I understand that, but what other option do you have? So I think you're there is something about when Russ comes in. Russ ain't perfect, but Russ helps the Lakers right now without doubt. right with, <laughs> without and, and that's doubt. even with him having nights like last night where he didn't shoot well, he wasn't efficient. But Russ is obviously helping the Lakers. They do end up with a lineup um, that. When LeBron goes and takes a quick little breather, okay, now that lineup's not that good. But when it's Braun, Russ, Dennis Schroeder, there is a lineup out there that they they end up going with for, let's say, 25 minutes a night that they kind of start bringing them back. They start that run. Uh, listen, just I think— play them 48 minutes. There's help coming. <laughs> just go out there and play them all. I, I, Trav, I, I got here's the bottom line. There is some help coming, yeah. and that's what they got to depend on because— I don't think they have enough talent to win against no, against don't. these teams of this level. It's really difficult for the Lakers. No, to do they that. look as currently constructed. Last night, they're not going to win a ton of games. They're going to win a few, but they're not going to win enough to be interesting down the stretch. Yeah, but the guys that, coming back, it might change. But are they done? Which brings us to the next thing. Rob Palenka was talking yesterday yeah. and made it sound like maybe I will, maybe I won't, which I think is exactly the right place to be when you're negotiating. That's coming up next. Plus, we've got Ask Amanda coming up at Ask about 10 1045. So go ahead and send me those tweets at Travis Rogers. I got some good ones already. I'm not going to lie. Okay. We are in a good spot right now. We can always use more. 877-710-ESPN if you want to do it on the phone. At Travis Rogers if you want to do it on Twitter. Rob Palenka's talking. That's coming up next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. 
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I disappointed her. I didn't have one. <laughs> you should get one just for the gag. <laughs> you should get one and still be, have it like be in a weird spot too, like in the bathroom or the kitchen or something like that. The garage. Put it right here in the dining room. <laughs> the dining room. Perfect. Just put it right here. Just somewhere super weird where it's like, I'm Airbnb the place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 11 beds exactly. in there. Well, Travis, now I'm just Googling pictures of the Northridge earthquake and I'm really... <laughs> Kind of upsetting. Oh, I'm very scared. Why do I live here? <laughs> yeah, well, it's look, it's pretty nice out today. I yeah, don't know no, if you've been outside. It's, it looked pretty good. Look. Al, I was telling you the story, the 89 World Series up in the Bay Area. That's crazy. Um, obviously, everybody's seen the pictures. The Giants and the A's are playing in the World Series. Mm-hmm. I was a freshman at UCSB. We were at practice when the earthquake struck, mm-hmm. right? I'm standing in the outfield shagging balls, and you could feel the, the ground kind of like move. And you're like... And you kind of look across the outfield, and you could kind of see the ground kind of rippling. It Get was out of here, bro. super. It's like a cartoon. I was in San. I was in Santa Barbara. The earthquake was in San Francisco. I don't know what that is. That's 250, 300 miles away. And we're thinking, okay, this had to have happened, you know, somewhere close. It happened 300 miles away. It was so freaky. Talking to you, talking to Greg. Greg's like, yeah, I slipped through the Northridge earthquake. And he lives in the valley. I'm like, well, that's that's crazy talk. That's like serial killer stuff. First off, he didn't have a good night's sleep the <laughs> night before. So he was really getting his shut eye in. I, I, and you're like, yeah, you know, whatever. I don't know. Like that you're not scared of them either makes me feel like a wuss or no, that no, you're I, but crazy. I haven't, I haven't gone through that. Like somebody was hitting me on Twitter. He's like, what, you guys didn't feel it in San Diego? Yeah, it's about 150 miles away. Whatever we felt in SD was going to be a lot different than probably, yeah, closer to 200 miles away. It was very, very scary. A lot, a lot of people wanting to relive Northridge. Let, let's not. Let's just say, let's be happy that what happened Agreed. last night was nice and light. And we'll just, it's like letting a little, it's like a pressure cooker. You just let a little steam out just to make sure everything's cool every <laughs> once in a while. Everyone's you okay. can't let it build up. But also, if you guys have more, have more <laughs> apocalypse, uh, like, Packing uh, ideas, send them our way because those are kind of funny. I like that. I like that. Uh, Rob Palenka talked yesterday, and I, he said a lot of things that I like. I want to start with this one, Slee, talking about you know making deals, and you want to be careful that you don't do it too quickly. The completely unwise thing to do would be to shoot a bullet early and then not have it later when you have a better championship move you could make. So that's that's a, a really um, delicate calculus, and it's something that the entire front office, you know, we evaluate with all the moves. And um, if we see a move that puts us as the front runner to, to, to get another championship, the 18th one here, we'll make it. And if that move doesn't present itself, we'll be smart and make it at a later time. That is what I've been saying to you for what two years now like I get the idea of making a move but you need to make a move that is going to make you a championship caliber team or at least what you think could be a championship caliber team because the last thing you want to do is do something that's kind of a half measure and then realize a year from now two years from now that if I still had that I could have actually done something that would have improved the team a great deal that actually gives me a, a, a little bit of comfort when I hear him say it quite mm-hmm. like that well, I, I think they've proven, listen, look at the pressure over the last year for the Lakers. Last season was a disaster. Leading up to the trade deadline, you remember how much pressure was on the front office. Trade Russ, this isn't working. Do this, do that. They didn't do it. And then you got to the offseason. Offseason was, 
Go get Buddy Heald and go get Miles Turner. Go. Get, who cares about those two draft picks? Get rid of them. And Lakers didn't make a move in the offseason. Then the season started. You start out 2-10. and 10. Go make a move. Go do this. They've been under a lot of pressure. So I, I think it does say something that here we are sitting today, still two weeks left in the trade deadline, and the Lakers kind of as best as they could let the water calm down a little bit. And I'm not telling you that they're in a perfect spot. I do think if Anthony Davis comes back and Hachimura is that 6'8 wing that they need and Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker... I, think, I don't think they're a bad team. I think you can kind of take your chances with the squad that you have. Are they going to go be a favorite? Of course not. And I, and I think there's probably a lot of other teams in the West, too, that don't have this clear-cut path. The only thing that I will add to this, I like that they made the move this early. For Hachimura? For Hachimura. Because I think you just you got one of those things accomplished that you know you needed. We need a wing player. We mm-hmm. need somebody that can hit some threes, that could be a good defender. You still got two weeks left, right? The trade deadline's two weeks from tomorrow. Trap, maybe they do nothing. Maybe if if they really want to go get Bigdanovich, but six other teams want Bigdanovich and the move just isn't smart to make, then they probably don't make a move. But I think that quote tells you we're not sitting here that we don't want to we understand we got LeBron and AD. We just also have to make sure that we we make a move that makes sense for everybody. There's something to be said for the way that they were operating just a year ago, right? When they went out and got Russ originally. And it felt to me that that, that was just one of those, hey, let's just do something splashy and let's do something that will kind of win the press conference kind of deal. That Russell Westbrook, obviously a huge name in NBA circles. He's a former MVP, and we, I don't need to read his resume. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what it is. But it felt like one of those, okay, we're going to just we're gonna just go for it right here because it's time to go for it right here, and that's a big name, and let's do it. Where it felt, and, and I, I'm not saying that I was the only one that had but if you watched him play and you watched what the Lakers needed, it just didn't really feel like someone sat down and said, hold on a second, we sure that this is a good fit? Fast forward to where we are right now, I think they're doing that. I think it's much more deliberate with the, all right, Hachimura makes sense. What's the price? Nah, not crazy. Let's do it. Okay, let's get it done. As opposed to, hey, listen, we got to do something. Mm-hmm. We got two for, let's just see if we can go get, you know, Miles Turner. Just send him out there and bring it back in or whatever it might be. It seems like there's been a return to some deliberate methodology that I think was missing for a while. Supposed to, well, okay, we won a championship. Get rid of all those guys and bring it. doesn't work quite like that. Let's be a little more patient and a little more deliberate, and I think that's what we're seeing right now. There was a quote. KCP had a quote, now a you know shooting guard for the Nuggets, and this was a couple days ago, and he was talking about how basically that the Lakers, they shouldn't have, after they won their championship, they shouldn't have been so quick to try to recycle. For sure. Right? And I think... If there's a criticism towards that front office, and I'm sure there's a a few that we could point out, they did win an NBA championship. Some of the decisions they made after that championship, you could say um, they kind of outsmarted themselves a little bit, right? Sometimes you think, oh, look at us. We're on top. We're going to be even smarter than we were a year ago. I think they kind of ran into that a, a couple too. different times By the way, themselves. I remember you and I doing shows after they won the championship, and I, I remember I said this, and I think, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you agreed with me. Look, as long as you've got LeBron James and Anthony Davis fired up, you can kind of surround them with some guys, and they're yeah. going to be really, really good. Turns out that wasn't true. You need to get them with the right guys. They don't have to be all-stars, but yep. they have to be the right guys. They had the right guys then. Yeah. They let a lot of them leave, and the next crop of next guys yep. were not nearly the right guys. So even if I made an argument for the Lakers front office, 
did they know that AD is going to play 50% of the games for the next two years? And and even so, even if we make the argument, if I if I give if I if I kind of find an out for the front office, remember who they got that next offseason? Dennis Schroeder, they got in a trade. Montrez Harrell, they signed from the Clippers. Right. They went out and got Marc Gasol. Trev, if you remember that series in the playoffs, it was against the Phoenix Suns. It was in the first round. Suns ended up going to the finals. Lakers lost in six. AD was basically unavailable, right, for the most part of that series. I think that's the other part of this that is so difficult for – we could look at the front office and say, you did this wrong, you did that wrong, you did this wrong. If AD plays 50% of your games, I don't really care what you do. You're probably not going to have that much success. True, true. And we're going to see him tonight, maybe, hopefully. Yeah, I think I think go between 20 and 24 minutes. But this goes back to just something that you said yesterday when I keep saying, well, AD is going to come back. Let's see what happens. If the rest of this season is incredibly successful, it's because AD is there. If the rest of this season is unsuccessful, it's probably because AD is not 100% or he's in and out of that lineup. I think that's right. I, I, I there There is a world where he's there and they're unsuccessful, but it's far less likely than the other two things you said. If he's not there, we're just we're just waiting for It doesn't matter that you got does, Rui, and it does, doesn't matter doesn't that matter. Thomas Bryan and Dennis Schroeder, it just doesn't, doesn't matter. You'll, you'll be off the competitive. You'll, you'll give some guys, maybe you'll scare them and win a game or two in a series, but you're not a threat. Yeah. With, with him... It's you might scare somebody in a series, you might win a game or two, and you might win a series. That, that that's the difference with him. But and I, you I, might get Pat Riley that says in Ramona's piece, it, you know, his quote yeah. that he had that hey, this is still a dangerous combo. Everything else, or he could come back for two weeks and be gone again. Yeah, that, that that's the other part. And you know, I'm knocking on wood that it doesn't happen, but it could absolutely happen. And that's the part that's really difficult to try to calibrate for. I mm-hmm. if I don't. That's the any job. Not knowing is the most challenging part. If even bad news, you can prepare for bad news. Mm-hmm. I can work around it, hopefully. But I don't know. Is he going to be here? I don't know if he's showing up today or not. When it happens on December sixteenth, and he's out for five and a half weeks, good luck. What do you do? You know, you don't really know. Ask Amanda. A Brown in the house. They're good ones. I'm just saying that they're good ones. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. And as I like to say, Al, when our people do a good job, I want to give them credit for doing a good job. We yeah. have some very good Ooh, Ask Amanda. Uh, Boss, good because, welcome. because like, the last time I did this, the questions really sucked. Well, these Ooh, I hope Calling them out right out the gate. Well, I like there that. Was, there was very few, and they just weren't good. And yeah. um, I'm, I'm excited for well, that now, now I feel like I'm responsible Now there's for pressure. It. Now that I said they're good, I Why'd feel like Why'd you pick I'm, those? <laughs> exactly. All right, here we go. Uh, Trav. Does Amanda make sure her chair is always a little bit higher than her subordinates than when doing one-on-ones? No. Uh, <laughs> come on. I'm not that kind of boss. Yeah, they got you the guys wrong know person. that. I'm like the person that's like leaning back in my chair with like my arm lifted up. Like, yeah, I'm She made me one not. time sit on the floor. <laughs> beach chair. <laughs> she had like the Game of Thrones throne and yep. then you were in a beach she chair. She stood on her desk. <laughs> Like that this. is kind of one of those weird moves where it's like, I'm, this chair is really low. Your office isn't like that. No. But others are. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Uh, we, we've all been in that one. Oh, no, like, there's, this there's is weird. Why CEOs is, where they're like, yeah, they make sure they sit above you and look down on. on you. Like that's like, not you. I no, you guys are not my peasants. <laughs> all right, this is from Dude and Slow, who Dude. says Trav said in the event of the apocalypse he would need water, ammo, and his putter. What are the three things you would take? In an apocalypse? Yeah, the, we were talking earthquakes. You get trapped, and now it's every man slash woman for themselves. What are you getting? What am I taking? Wow, that, that, the is, water a, that one is, is a good question. Water, that's okay. important. Yes. Survive. Like yep. you're gonna need to survive. I mean, you can go without food longer, right? Yep. Than water. Yep. So yep. Medicine for your back water. or something for your back. And if you have ammo, I you can kill need, what you want to eat. You know eat. what? Yes, I, you know, maybe a shank of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's gonna yeah. hunt by hand. Yeah, yep. I think a shank <laughs> because then also I could use it to like cut open animals, like and you don't have to worry about like skin them and eat them you don't have to worry about ammo running out no 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 you have you have a shank with a shank like you're good you're always good you know you can find something to like sharpen it on right okay so we got water a blade and what else Uh, I think I know what would be your third really I think I don't even know what the third would be I think wine some kind of alcohol, liquor, some kind I mean, of... I don't know. More more leaning towards Emily, I think it'd probably be pain meds for all of my ailments. Drugs. You know? Drugs. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some, some hardcore pain meds. Yeah, okay. You know, with Who's, all my back issues. Just the same thing as wine. Doesn't taste as good, but it's a yeah. same result. It's quicker. Yeah. <laughs> it's quicker. Some cases. Longer lasting, too, yeah. in most cases. Yeah, I can cut them in half, you know, and just take half at a, half at a time. This is from Brian, and it says, why does a round pizza... Come in a square box, but then is cut yeah, into like triangles. triangles. You know, I, I feel like we've had this discussion have we before. Had, I, on the I don't, air. Have we had that here? Maybe now? not this show. It may so. have been on Mason in Ireland, but we. I, I know I've had this discussion before. And the question is, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Al, do you have any theories to this? Um, no theory, but I, 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 I. Who was it that used to cut their pizza in squares? Little Caesars. Yes, back in the day. I believe they right? still do. Do they not do it? Because no, I, think, I don't no, think they Little Caesars does it now. But they mainstream. To, they used to be in like Kmart back in the day. They used there to. Was, that's right. Little Caesars was in Kmart, and it was the square slice. And they the were middle cut was squares. never cooked. The yeah. middle was never. Is cooked. Detroit pizza edge? square? Yeah. Uh, is that like a yes, right? square? School lunch pizzas can. Oh often yeah, be school lunch yep. pizza. Also, Amanda, yeah. there are a lot of places in Connecticut that does that do square pizza too. Yeah, Amanda. Yeah, I've, I've I've chosen to forget my Connecticut days. <laughs> Here's another one. A different Brian says, if you were abducted by aliens, would you tell anybody? Why or why not? Okay, so I'm getting abducted and then I'm coming back. You're abducted and then they place you back where would they I took tell you from. Heck yeah, I'd tell people. Why? I, I, I survived. Would they not believe you? But now they're going to look at oh, you I like you're care. a crackpot. Yeah, they don't think you're crazy. I mean, the people that know me will believe me. That's all that matters. That's all that matters most. I wanting, still think my parents would love me. I'd want to know how many of those uh, back pills she was on when she got abducted. Something's going on here. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a chance that I didn't get taken, but those pills right. You took had a very somewhere. very vivid dream those, those about being abducted. Back pain meds. All right, so Eddie on Twitter, if you go on a date, yes, and this guy is a fan of the station, 
Um, at the end of the day, as as soon as he says he's a fan, are you like not interested? Basically, that's what okay. So I actually had this happen. So I went on a date. This was probably like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go, I sit down. You know, we're talking, and he's like, "I got to be honest with you." He goes, "I wasn't sure if it was you or not." He's like, "But I'm a huge fan of the station," and he's like, "Are you the Amanda that produced Mason in Ireland?" And I was like, uh-huh. "Yes." And, you know, typically I would not date a listener, right? But, like, that's not how, you know, we met and, like, we met on a dating site, mm-hmm. right? And, um, was yeah, that Was that a bad thing? Did it, did it matter? Um, no, because he was awesome. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he wasn't, like, a weird, like, crazy fan. In fact, we're still friends to this day, mm-hmm. so... Um, he's one of my really good friends. He has a seven ten license plate. Like, no, 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 no. Now that, like, if I, if I, you know, we walked out after the date, and I see like a seven ten sticker on his car or the license is that plate Mason frame, and like, Ireland sticker on I'm, his laptop. I'm running fast. Okay, so with that in mind, another dating one here for you okay. from Chris. It says uh, you're on a first date, and the, and the guy says, "My mom is my best friend." Red flag or super cute? No, love it. I think it's super cute. I think it's great. I think it's important for guys to have good relationships with their mom because mm. that's going to tell you how they're going to treat you. If it, they are respectful to their mothers, they're most likely going to be respectful to you. Is there not a middle ground though? Because because I, I have, do most I girls a very like that or not? I have a very healthy relationship with my mother. I love my mother. I talk to her regularly, and we have a great relationship. She's not my best friend. Yeah, I mean that's that's fine too. Like but my best but friend, good, like the person say, that I call to go play golf with, is my mom. That's kind of weird. No, I, I think mom, I think what they mean is more. I, I, I think it's more like you can talk to your mom about anything. Yeah, I, I, talk, to, I talk to my mom about everything, but she's not my she's my mother. She's not my best friend. Yeah, but maybe some people, you know, are cool like that like with their moms you know and it's like yeah hey let's go grab a beer and watch the game don't talk about your mom like that i'd be happy to have a beer and watch the game with my mother but i don't have her as my best friend i'm just saying i love my mom but that seems aggressive like a secret handshake and everything yeah Yeah, but like can i ask you a question like what's the difference in if i tell you because like i obviously work in sports right so I'm I'm super close with both my parents, but what's the difference than me being like, oh yeah, hey dad, let's go have a beer and watch the game because we're like best friends. Nothing, so but what's like if you difference? and your dad went wine tasting every weekend and you didn't have any female friends that you went around and did well, that this person kind of isn't saying that they have no other friends best, besides their best mother. Your aunt, but I think that's analyzing it too much. I think yeah. you could say a best friend. But but listen, but listen, listen, listen. I got. It's not like mom's my only friend. I got. I got. I got a friend that doesn't live anywhere near. LA. Uh-huh. You can still talk to the person. This you're not hanging out with him every week, yeah. and I think that's what they're referring to with the mom. Yeah, <laughs> he's trapped. I'm just saying it feels feels very red flaggy to me. No. I just I, I guess not. What do I know? I'm, <laughs> I'm agreeing that this it's, it's a pink flag. It's, it's, it <laughs> it, it depends flag. in the context, and I think that yeah. All right. If you're in an argument, you're like, well, I'm calling my mom. That probably <laughs> my is mom not the would best. have never treated me like this. <laughs> yeah, or if they live at home still. And, well, okay. First yeah. of all. I am. I would never date anybody who lived with their parents because I'm about what's to be 44 the, years old. Okay, but what's the drop dead age for me? Not, not you as a 44 year old, like, but you as a 25 year old. They live with their mom and dad. Okay, 25 is fine. You as a 30 year old. No, no, you got to be out in your 30s. You got to be out. Yeah, 30s got to be the. 
That's yeah. Honestly, 30. 25 is the cusp. I think 25 is like you're still figuring yeah, your life out. Yeah, but I'm also not dating anybody that that's not oh, yeah, obviously. No, I'm to age to age. Yeah. Before yeah. 44, run for the hills. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> you know, if you're 44 and you, you're living at home, unless you're taking care of an ill mother. That's different. I mean, yeah. That's, that's different, different circumstances. Yeah. And also, obviously. Your ill mother who's your best friend. Your best friend. <laughs> if they live in the basement, they get till 38. No. No basements ever. It doesn't matter what age what you are unless you're like 12. In the backyard. If you're 12. Uh, no. Putting you on the no. spot with this one. It's from 805 Raider. Who is the most easygoing talent, then producer, then board op? Most easygoing of those three. Um, This is easy. Talent, you. Seriously? Yeah, you are the easiest. Oh, good. I win. You you listen You listen well. You do what I say. <laughs> it goes without saying. You know, you're not, you don't, you're not a jerk. Thank you. Um, Sliwa, you know. I guess I'm a jerk. Sliwa's pretty easygoing, but you know, there are moments where I have to be like, Sliwa, yeah. we talked about this. All right. So I'm the, t- who's the easiest going producer? Um, Emily by far. Emily. Oh, Emily. We got the, are we going to run ding. the table? Easiest going board op. No. Jorge. Sorry, Jorge. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Taylor. Where did Berg you rank? Lose. I'm offended. <laughs> where did Berg rank on the easiest going? He's second. He's second? Yeah. All right. So then the flip is biggest pain in the ass. Same three categories. Uh, Talent first. But there's nobody that's really a pain in the ass. But somebody's got to be in first. Not that they're a pain in the ass, but they're the- like they're annoying and- Yeah. The one that you just- There's not one. There's a couple. I mean, the one- There's a lot of ties. (laughs) Yeah. The ones that like are the most like needy or can't figure things out or seem to have multiple personalities are uh mason and kaplan okay like you know um producer wise nobody's a pain in the ass no i wouldn't think so no. either and board up wise no one's a pain in the ass we got good people yeah i mean that's the whole point the whole point is to hire people that are not pains in the ass all right, I have one more here. Do you want an angel one or do you want? Yeah, a you got a lot of angel one. ones, by the way, because you yeah. sent because out I'm, your because yeah. of my angel tweets. Gonna, because I'm so extremely irritated right now. <laughs> you should be. I'm going to give you the other one. Your favorite winery. That's from Jason Torres because they know you're a wine person. Winery. So I'd say my favorite winery would be Dow up in uh, Paso Robles. That's like a good the spot. view is amazing. Yeah. Like you know, it's up top. It's beautiful. The wine is great. Um, so I'd probably have to go with that. You're going to get choice. a lot of messages of people saying, hey, just would love to take you out on a date. You <laughs> want to go up to this winery? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if you're going to take me to Dow. Yeah, but we got to get separate rooms, okay? Separate rooms, that's fair. And yeah. they, can only, they, can't, they can't be a P1. They could be like down the list of listeners. And you can't know what my room number is. We meet in the lobby. We, and uh, it's okay to have a relationship I've got with a your quick, mom. I we been take in separate this, Ubers. I haven't been in this universe in <laughs> a thousand years, so I don't know. When is the appropriate time to do a like a go-away date? After how many? Yeah. Ways? After how long? How long do we have to know each other before I say to you, "Hey, let's go to Paso Robles for the weekend"? I Is mean, it- fee- for me, it's like we're we're not dating; we're in a relationship. Okay. Like I'm not going away with some guy; I'm just dating. Three, four dates? No. No, I'd say like five. Okay. It's five dates, about right? Probably five. About Three right. dates is quick. Get your game yeah. on in five dates. Be respectful. Yeah. And then maybe book, you go on a, book a trip. room in Palm Springs. I gotta yeah. make sure I really like you. <laughs> well, sure. You know, I mean, yeah, that goes without saying. Good job, boss. Yeah. All right, Thanks, Ashley guys. with a Brown. Hey, can I say good job to the listeners? Great questions today. Those I are enjoyed better. Enjoyed it. Yes, they did awesome. <laughs> Dodged a bullet. Loved it. Who should we get next week? Uh, you only have to say no. But just kind of give it some thought. Elliot, Ka- Cappy, yeah, Cappy, 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 Cappy's a good one. Like I, somebody, somebody, so we just do Scott. somebody you, interesting. You know who else? Yeah, Chris. Yeah, we still haven't done Chris. Yeah. 
Talk about warped. I mean, <laughs> you'd get some interesting answers out of that no, one. Chris right, Ka- Cap or Sedano next? We got to do you, one of those I for, think for that. You should do Cappy and then Chris. Okay. Yeah. I like gotcha. it. I, I like that's it. That's good. Thanks, guys.